Welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shout outs, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome back to Fracture Line, everybody. We have the crew together today. We need to catch up. We haven't been together for a while, so, you know, it's time to catch up. We need to, we need to welcome uh, Adam back to the team. Adam, tell us about your experience. Tell everyone where you were and your experience. All right. Well, uh, I've been away for a while, and I apologize. I feel guilty, almost, that I have not been pulling my weight for Fracture Line, also for MOLA Seaways in general, but we'll, we'll work on that in the future. I was just came back from two weeks of... of uh, touring the land of Israel, uh, the, uh, the Holy Land, and uh, I had an amazing time with uh, four out of the six of my kids. We uh, spent a week in Jerusalem and uh, a, week, a week up in the, the Golan, which is like the northern part of Israel, and then we finished off just uh, sunbathing on the Mediterranean Sea for a couple of days, and uh, the kids had a great time. I got my Hebrew back. So I'm able to speak and to listen to Hebrew pretty well now. I actually have Waze. You guys know what Waze is? It's a, that, like that, that, that uh, right? It's actually, it was created in Israel. And so right now, still on my, uh, at home in, in Kansas, I have Waze telling me how to go in Hebrew. <laughs> Just to keep, keep, keep it going. And uh, I got some good food. There's some new dishes in Israel I was told about. So I tried some new dishes and uh, just had a great time. It's really hot there, though. So, uh. I would recommend going in more like April, May than July, August. Now, why did you go at that specific time? Uh, just because the kids were off from school, and uh, I was able to keep Asa out of the way. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't think we could travel to Israel with Asa, so we uh, got him off the camp for four weeks. He uh, spent uh, four weeks at a, uh, summer, a, a sleepaway camp, and so um, it was easier for the whole family to just enjoy it. But uh, it's, it's great. You were there. At quite a fascinating cultural time. I mean, I, I was, of course, watching everything on the news here and imagining what you were going through, you know, being in that experience. I, you know, what an interesting time to, to be in Israel. Yeah, we did not partic- participate in any of the rallies. Uh, we saw a lot of the rallies, but we were not involved in the rallies ourselves. Um, I had a really nice discussion with a friend of mine who gave me really understanding of the problem. And it goes all the way back to the beginning of the state. They screwed up when they made the government, and now they're trying to fix it. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, it's a scary time. There are a lot of people who are threatening to just leave the country. So if you want to buy real estate, wait six months, it might be cheap. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, it's really interesting. I mean, the day-to-day activities, no one really talks about it. Everyone's doing their own thing. It's still everything's functioning the right way. But it's going to be really interesting in the near in the next month or two when the Supreme Court comes back into session. So yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, Zach's here. Zach, we need to catch up. What are you up to? Uh, I'm actually teaching uh, ATLS today. It's fun times. Teaching all the new residents how to run a trauma. Hopefully, I'm doing a good job. Now, are you a professional moulager? I just have to know. Is this one of your other skills? <laughs> yeah. You're over there, like I mean, you've got all these girls. I feel like you need to, yes. you know, you need to be adept at moulaging. Yeah, no, uh, I feel like my makeup artistry skills are very, very impressive. Absolutely. I, uh, with four girls, I think I'm ready to tackle uh, eyeliners and uh, eyeshadows and blushes, <laughs> different foundations. I've been working on my foundation game a little bit, so. <laughs> good, good. I think I'm getting ready. I feel good about that. <laughs> Again, between years of ATLS and four daughters, 
I feel like there's nothing you can't tell. Yeah, no, we're just uh, we're just busy here getting it. school starts next week. Can you believe it? It's incredible. Next Tuesday, school starting. My oldest is going into sixth grade, so now she has to go around to all these different classes, and she's kind of freaking out about that. But she'll get she'll get it figured out pretty quick. Absolutely. I have a girlfriend who's who lives in Phoenix, and their kids went back August first. Jeez. They they are out early in May, and so they still so they still have you know, kind of a long break, but her kids have already been, you know, back in there at the end of their second week, which just feels bananas to me. And my niece and nephew up in Seattle don't go back until after Labor Day. So it's amazing what the wide, you know, breadth of dates are for everybody headed back to school, but the kids yeah, are mighty, just about ready. Yeah, next week, same thing for me, all the kids are going back to school, August 15th for half of them and 17th for the rest of them. It's just a uh... It's, it's, it's weird because I'm a New Yorker. New Yorkers start also after Labor Day, sometimes in September usually. So yes. my, my daughter is coming back from camp on the 14th and starting school on the 15th. That's amazing. Now, Dr. K, how many schools are you going to be doing drop-off for this year? Uh, three. So okay. we've got three kids in one school, uh, two kids in one school, and one kid in the last school. So we, we consolidate a little bit. We switch it up a little bit, trying to get some uh, different, different uh, forms of education for our kids. We'll see how it goes. It's, uh, it gets more and more complicated as, uh, as they get older. So. Yes, that is for sure. So speaking of having been away, Dr. White, I know you're literally just barely off the boat, quite literally having, you may still be, exactly, I think you may still be <laughs> rocking over there. Yes, got back last night from uh, Mexico. I took my son Drew flats fly fishing. It's become an annual tradition for us. I think this is our fifth year we've gone. And we just had a blast. We had great weather. There was almost no one there. We had the lodge to ourselves, and we had good fortune on the water. We saw lots of the fish that we were targeting, and we casted well, and uh, we got we did well. We both caught a nice size permit, which is an accomplishment. And um, uh, it was just do you nice do you get away. those mounted, or what do you do with it? Do you eat it? You know, people nobody mounts fish anymore. Uh, it's all done with uh, models. You, I mean, it's still a, it's still a form of taxidermy, but it's all done with molds and photographs. They, they're hand painted. They're made to look exactly like your fish, but it's not your actual, there's no organic material from your fish in a fish mount anymore, but I'm thinking about getting mine mounted. It's a pretty good size fish. Um, Swing his head just away from the wall and start singing to you occasionally. Yeah, <laughs> like those Billy Bass. Yeah, they like used to have <laughs> well, you know, do you know why surgeons like fishing? So, the reason why surgeons like fishing is because the fish hook looks like a suture needle. No, 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 <laughs> no it's not for me. I think it's for for these two. I think it has something to do with alcohol, but I, I'm not sure. No. That's not true. That, that's terrible. It's not true at all. Not it. It's exploration. You're outside on the water. There's like nothing better than it. And no one can beat you. No, no. You can only beat yourself. Yes. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. So it was. It was very nice. Great fun. Well, How about you, Sarah? What have you been doing? Well, I know everyone else has been off playing. I, Dr. Dobin is off sailing. 
you guys were off having a good time and I was right here at this very computer doing this thing and then sending emails that I knew no one was reading. So that was pretty much, you know, I told Dr. Joe, I was like, well, I hope nothing happens this next week because everybody's gone. Like there are no responsible, you know, adults at the helm here. He's like, well, this is your chance to rise and shine. I was like, good point. So phew, there were no crises. So that, uh, that worked out. Well, I was here, Sarah. I wasn't doing anything fun. I've been working. These guys have been playing. I've been working. Okay. I appreciate that. But I'm you. not a responsible adult and I don't help you with your job at sea. Exactly. You That's know what? Thing. I completely appreciate that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, I completely appreciate that. It, uh, it's good to own who you are. Good to know oneself. Yeah. Sarah Ann. Have you seen these? Yes, my kids love those. Okay, this candy is gold. This is the candy for listeners who can who are only listening and cannot see this. This box says nerds gummy clusters. And this is basically the candy that would happen if nerds candy and like Swedish fish Boom. had a baby. This is the candy that would come from it. Yes, that's like and the caviar. Delicious candy, and I love it. And I discovered it two weeks ago, and I am not going to disclose how many boxes of that movie theater size pop, uh, movie theater size candy I have eaten. But the pink is better than the blue. Rush to your local grocery store and buy it. I think we should reach out to we should reach out to nerds and see if they'll sponsor the summit next April. Wouldn't that be awesome if they just sent like boxes and boxes of these nerds to the summit? How much fun would that be? You would never see them because I would eat them. They would arrive and people would be like, I thought they sponsored us. It'd be like weird. I know, I thought <laughs> so too. <laughs> they would have just all gone in my belly because I am obsessed with this candy. I've eaten a ridiculous amount of it. Just tell so, a bunch of rib nerds want to have them sponsor our rib conference. Ooh. That is an excellent idea. Yes, I... That's perfect. I am really digging it. You know what? In fact, this is a good public service announcement. And if you haven't heard the Summer Jam Jonas Brothers Waffle House, check it out. Strong work. Every summer has a song. That's the song of the summer. I'm surprised it's not T-Swifty. She's the summer album, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you hear... That the Eras tour in Seattle created a 2.3 magnitude earthquake. I saw that. My goodness. We should see if T-Swift will come to the summit and, get, and sing a song for us. Think about this, though. Between the T-Swift tour, this is a true story, between the T-Swift tour and the Beyonce tour, they did this whole calculation of how much, you know, the tickets and product sales and, like, you know, everything that encompasses that. Six billion dollars. buckets, man. That's just the tour dates that have been in the United States. That is a huge swing in the GDP. It's the size of a small country. Yeah. Right. That is a larger impact on the GDP than a lot of industries, just based on two female artists. And did you notice that I said two female artists, which relates back to exactly what Beyonce said as girls rule the world. So I feel like we've come full circle. I got to throw a little hopeless plug out there. If Taylor Swift, if you happen to listen to the SeaWiz podcast, just want to let you know, Zach Bauman, I'm single. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me a shout, send me a text, or enter my DMs, or whatever you say these days. Yes. 
Well, clearly, she's no longer with Jake Gillibrand, so... Yeah, but she'll write a song about you. Only if I break up with her, though. If I, you know, if she's the one and only, my true love, yeah. and we're together forever, you know, maybe she'll never write a song about me. Absolutely. Even if she does write a song about you, along the way, you're going to get great vacations. Exactly. And, like... A super fun time, like hanging out with T Swift. Right. Absolutely. When Dr. Hansen posts this to our Twitter feed, I'll make sure he tags both of you and her. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. Kismet. I can see it. All right, guys. Okay, but I do have a serious thing. Have you guys noticed? Tell me you have, because otherwise my feelings will be hurt. Have you noticed we haven't had a newsletter in a month? Do you know why? No. Ran out of jokes? I could never run out of my hilarious jokes. However, no. Actually, it's because we've run out of people who will be member spotlighting. How is that possible? What? Why? True story. I have asked... So many people, if they will be the member spotlight, and I keep getting rejected, like it, someone with leprosy at a singles bar. Like it is so sad how many people tell me no. Like I'm not kidding you. It is so sad. People are like, oh no, I don't feel comfortable, or I don't have time, or you know, I don't want to be the center of attention. I was like look a new newsletter comes out every week like you're the center of attention for the eight seconds someone reads it and then deletes it like it's okay so if you have not been in the newsletter and you are listening to this podcast please reach out to me i am feeling very sad that i keep getting rejected by people who do not want to be in the newsletter or who do not want to be spotlighted because we love you and we want to spotlight you and i guess i could put the newsletter out without the member spotlight but i think it would be sad and Truthfully, I'm not sure anyone would read it without the member spotlight because I think that's the part that people open and then like they get through the announcements because, well, I already opened the email, right. right? But the part they really like is the member spotlight. So I think it's the jokes they like the best. Well, I do think people really like the jokes. In fact, you know what? Why don't I quickly, I have a list of newsletter jokes I've been waiting to share. <laughs> so You started this, Tom. Exactly. And this one actually relates back a little bit to our podcast from last week. What band do owls listen to? Hooters and the Blowfish. What band? The Who. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they are the best part of my week. Just one more. Anytime I'm on the phone with a customer service rep and they say, bear with me. I respond in an excited and anxious tone. There's a bear with you? How scary. I expect someone to actually use that the next time you have someone use that response, please. I think we should have a member call-in show. I think we ought to do a show. What if they say, you're really boring. You guys should stop talking now. We can edit that out. <laughs> yeah, we can edit that out. We advertise when we're going to do the show, and then we give a number, and they call in, and we, we field questions or comments or silly stories or something from the audience. Let's see if anybody's actually listening up there. I, well, I think if they were, they certainly aren't now. <laughs> so I think we lost them after the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> It's not a bad idea, Tom. You know, you can do these live, too. You can do them, like, as in posted live, which might be a little dangerous for us, but we could totally do that. You may need, like, fun. any second, you know, Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction delay, just yes. in case. Why don't we do prank phone calls to people? We should prank phone call members. Oh, God, that's like <laughs> 1990s radio. And I could tell funny jokes. You know, dial up one of our esteemed colleagues and just prank them online. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's not a bad idea. We just go through the board members. 
We just go down the line. It's kind of a good idea, Zach. Prank calls to the board members. They're in, they'll answer your phone call. This is they a good idea. Your phone call. They will answer yeah. your phone call, and then we'll just prank them. Hey, Dr. Shubel, is your refrigerator running? Yes. You better go catch it. <laughs> you have Prince Albert in the can? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that'll go awesome. Sarah, you said this idea didn't have any legs. I think it's got big legs. We're gonna <laughs> I think he's got big legs. Yeah. I came out to pack you yesterday, and you're like, Carl's really, he's really looking pretty ragged. I mean, everybody changes <laughs> in the first couple of years, but they're like, he's looking extra, extra man bunny. <laughs> extra homeless? <laughs> yeah, extra homeless. That was, I think, one of them used that word. Yeah. <laughs> President, oh my gosh. If you just take his professional shot when he rolled through here as a fourth year trying to get a job and then you put it up to what he looks like now, it is literally like he became a heroin addict. I don't know if your hospital wants to use his picture for marketing purposes, Mark. Oh man. It's a good one for the ACGME. This is what two years of residency does to you. <laughs> this could be you. <laughs> Are you tired and burnt out? I don't think we can minimize the, the impact that Fractional has had on Carl's psyche and his social life. Mood. That's a very good point. So the Surgical Infection Society is trying to start a podcast. And so Dr. Parachi had emailed me a bunch of questions. And so I emailed him back all the technical questions. And then he's like, well, who does this? I'm like, that's Dr. Hansen. He's like, well, who does this? I'm like, that's Dr. Hansen. And he's like, so how does this all work? I was like, well, Dr. Hansen does this. And then Dr. Hansen does that. And he's like, so shouldn't I just start to him? I was like, yes, you should really yeah. go straight to the source on this one. Just yeah, reach out should. to Dr. <laughs> he's like, well, do you help him? I was like, no, uh-uh. I don't have those skills. Like, I for sure do not possess that skill. But I did tell him, Dr. Crisco, I was like, but Dr. Crisco used to do it a couple years ago. He may remember something if Dr. Hansen doesn't call you back. He could have died recently because he's been working pretty hard. He can he can call me. I'm, I'm happy to help him with that. I know. Plus his heart. I have a question for you guys that's actually clinically related. Was it about those vertical plates that Dr. Erickson posted? Because even I knew that was a no-go. No, we should talk about that. Do you want to talk about that? Because that is just disgusting. Whoa. I, mean, I don't know where this happens. It's mind-boggling. I don't know. Where are the representatives of the companies who know that's not the way this should be done ever? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. And where are the defense attorneys? Because if we don't have one, <laughs> wow. <laughs> What I mean, it's just like if you knew anything about union and plate failure, if you knew anything at all, you know that a plate to a bone and another plate to a different bone, that's going to fail in a matter of time, regardless of if it's stable. You know, it's if they knew anything. Well, like an eight-year-old understands that when they put their feet on two different pool noodles and then they try to stand on those two pool noodles simultaneously. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like every eight-year-old could be like, okay, so that's not gonna work, you know? And then subsequently, it's kind of a similar concept. Yeah, it's a good analogy. No, my question was, uh, I've been speaking to Melissa Webb and Carrie Battle about a project that I'm doing here in incorporating functional status into the surgical algorithm for SSRF and non-flail patients. And I'm curious whether anyone out there has looked at this type of data before. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at, for now, retrospective analysis of the change in functional scores pre and post-operatively, because I want to start using that score in my algorithm to decide with those types of patients that you're hemming and hawing about whether or not you will improve their functional status or not 
um, based on offering them a repair. So is, is anyone familiar with anyone doing, Carrie wasn't and neither was Melissa, but is anyone familiar with anyone doing that kind of work? Using functional status as a marker, not the physiologic stuff or the anatomic stuff. Well, I have an idea. We can post that as a question in our call-in show and maybe a caller will call in. Yes. I want to know. And all four listeners that are listening will be able to answer that question. <laughs> well, I'll post it on Slack too and probably get a little bit better response. But Okay. Well, Sarah, do you want to give us some updates? Because I think we've shot the shit <laughs> enough here. Well, gentlemen, it's always too little with you, but I do have some updates. We are having this Wednesday, August 16th at 2 o'clock Mountain Time, Dr. Susan Cardigo is presenting Manuscript Submission, Tips for Success. This can be a highly interactive webinar. Of course, for those who don't know Dr. Cardico personally, she practices at GW and she is our CWIS Publications Chair and she will be discussing the recent changes to JTAX. She's going to be discussing our partnership with JTAX, our partnership with SACO, and all the things associated with that. So if you want to be published in either of those publications and or just get some good manuscript writing and, and submission tips, then uh, this, is, this is good for everyone to learn. I also think it's good, at, you know, no matter what phase of, or I should say, as we were planning it, I know some of the things that we were discussing is it really is good for any any phase of career, whether you're just starting out or you're very advanced because these kinds of things just keep changing. So even if you feel like, eh, I've nailed it, I've published there before, this is still good to hear. So hopefully we will see lots of our friends at that event. And then the next Wednesday is actually case review. And it will be at 7 a.m. the last Wednesday of the month, this month, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, hoping to see you all there. So I think that'll be good. And as a reminder, if you are working on your submissions for the summit, deadline is November 1st. There will be no exceptions granted. So start working now. Make sure you aren't late. And don't, uh, don't be the person that's begging for forgiveness on uh, October 31st. I have a question. Do we really need to learn how to write? Can't chat GPT just write these for us nowadays? You know, it sure seems like it. Yikes. Maybe Susan should do that for me. I do feel like this is going to be, you'll be one of those people just between us. Have you ever written a paper in your life, Mark? Or did you always like form that out to, a, to <laughs> like a, a Dr. Hansen type situation? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Usually what I do is I draw this outline and then I say, somebody please write these paragraphs. He's like, I'm going to, you know, work on the intro and why don't you guys work on all these other pieces? Okay, great. I'll get the title together. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my contribution. Like, I really want the, you know, the title sells the whole thing. The title's got to pop, you know, so I'm going really, to put some energy totally. into that. Yep. I just submitted some stuff to East, and I think I spent way more time on the title than I did anything else. Again, this is not speaking to the quality of your paper. I want you to know that that, that doesn't actually mean anything about the quality of your submission. <laughs> that says something about your time management skills. So yes, just putting that out there. I remember interviewing Fred a while back, and it's like, it's all about the title, and he has this algorithm where it's always a statement and then a question. Yep. So like statement Bert Reynolds. Statement question. That is a Periachi yeah. special. That's yeah. A, yeah, totally. He's, and then his example was like Burt Reynolds, 
best man in the world or not. Smartest man or just the best looking. Yes, that is pretty much it. That's a, that's a right yeah, career. Better than right Superman. There. All right, well, um, let's final stitch it, guys. Who's got a final stitch for us? I have a couple. I want to go. Mine's sad, though. Maybe I'll wait. You go first. It's just on my mind. I had a case yesterday. He died, but he was an illegal immigrant. No family, you know, comes to America to try and, you know, make money for his family back in Mexico and working hard and comes in the hospital super sick with free air. And, you know, he was beyond sick, you know, beyond survivability. But we still took him to the OR and he eventually died. And it's just sad because these people come to try and make a life, but they don't have, you know, he he probably weeks ago could have gotten seen and been fine if he just went into urgent care or went to an ED and now he's passed away because he just, they don't seek help and then they come in they sicken and they die and they have nobody and they're alone. So it's just been on my mind because it's just a sad scenario sometimes. I'm sure we've all dealt with cases like that, but it's been on my mind. So I think that is a very tragic story, but also a very compelling challenge. You know, how healthcare manages those kinds of situations and it just continues to be, you know, the answers that if you look at all the different people involved in the situation, if, if you ask, you know, policymakers versus healthcare administrators versus caregivers, you know, you're probably going to get multiple answers or solutions, you know, based on who you're asking and the complexity of it all is just so difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they can get a PCP because they don't have insurance, but right. they can walk into an EP or an urgent care and we're going to take care of them. Yeah. And I just wish that they knew that or they would seek care earlier before it's just way too late because some of the ones that I see are just, you know, perforated diverticulitis that they should have come in two weeks ago or, or liver abscesses or something else. It's just like you can, simple problems, but they just, they don't know who to trust. And they probably don't trust the fact that if they come to the hospital, we're not going to turn them in. Like, we're not going to turn them in. There is no such thing, right? But they probably scared of all of that. And so they don't seek care. Anyways, it's on my mind. Who else has got one? Mine's not nearly as sad, but it is sad. And the fact that, uh, you know, man, I can't believe like summer's almost over kids are going back to school but with that brings football and the football season is upon <laughs> us i don't know about you guys go cowboys right right sarah Absolutely. cowboys going all the way this Absolutely. year they're gonna they're gonna win the super bowl you so bet. get ready guys right. i say this every year this is our year this is our year <laughs> you know what everyone's prepared to be a champion on the first kickoff yep everyone's prepared to win i'm struggling not to think about lahaina and fellow citizens Hawaii is horrible. Like having been there many times, enjoyed that little village. It's hard to imagine it's just gone up in smoke and all those people tra trapped there, uh, uh, desperate that must have been. And having just returned from a vacation or a resort area of the world, it's just places are wonderful. I'm glad we have them. The people that live there are, you know, it's, it's par we think of it as paradise, but they have to work hard to make a living and they're dependent on generosity and the, of travelers and, and playing heavy on my mind. I'll, I'll do a positive one. I'm looking forward to seeing Asa. I haven't seen my son in four weeks, and I've flown out to Chicago to pick him up, and I just got a call that he's about 45 minutes away, so I'm getting more and more excited. I can't wait to see how he looks, see if he's thinned down or bolt up. Who knows? I know I'm going to get a big hug and a big kiss when I, when I see him, and I just, uh, I'm just going to have a good time with him for a couple of hours, just me and him by ourselves, before we fly back out to Kansas. So that's my final stitch. A happy dad. Good for you. Awesome. That's a nice one, Adam. That is. That's a good, 
That's a good happy dad moment. Hopefully you have, you know, all weekend to hang out with him. That will be good. My final situation, I'm trying to think there were, it was a big emotion week. A lot happened in the past week, but to keep it for above the emotional side, because otherwise it will be probably too emotional. I will say that the state of Utah hosted the president of the United States this week. Some people may have heard that we had a little domestic terrorist post about the president and turned into an FBI standoff. And, you know, there was a whole barricade situation. He literally is just like 30 miles down the road. And so he was already on an FBI watch list and other things. And then, you know, kind of capped it off the couple of days before the president arrived with some very specific plans he had. And of course, that prompted the FBI to step in immediately before the president arrived. Well, I guess the part that seems really poignant to me that I can't stop thinking about, which I guess, I mean, there are lots of facets to the story that are notable, but just as they were interviewing this person's neighbors and they all kept saying, you know, I never would have thought he was violent and, you know, but then based on the rhetoric that he was posting on Facebook, it was these very graphic, violent messages. And so it led me to, you know, my brother and I were having this discussion of kind of, you know, how you, you just don't know, right? Like what people are thinking about necessarily. And I guess in this case, posting online about their planned nefarious activities versus their external persona of this like jovial, loving neighbor, you know, and what the dichotomy of those personalities are. Right. And so I feel like this week I've been super Gladys Kravitz about all of my neighbors. Right. I keep looking out the window. I'm like, are any of you planning a coup? You know, <laughs> what's going on in this neighborhood? <laughs> like, I have an extremely boring neighborhood of nothing interesting going on. But now I'm super interested to see if any of them are actually, you know, just waiting for their moment to do something nefarious. So you never know. Oh, man, what a mess. All right, listeners, I'll catch you all later. Friends, I'll catch and you guys later. let me know if you'll be in the newsletter, please. We want to know you. We want to know about you. All right. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right, bye. All right, guys, I'll catch you later. Have a fun time with Asa. Bye. bye.